You're listening to the Play Like a Goal podcast, episode number six. You play ball like a girl! I'm Nikki B with Play Like a Girl, made just for female athletes. Thank you for letting me be here. Yeah, glad to be on it. Awesome. Okay, so both of you are fathers to only girls, so I'm excited to hear your input on dads and daughters in sports. So my dad, I'm the only daughter, only child, and then Steve, you have two beautiful daughters. So before we dive into that, talk us through your sports experiences growing up to now. With, personally, Mm -hmm. myself? Mm -hmm. So I, I played every sport I possibly could growing up, from baseball to football to basketball to wrestling. I played three sports in high school, and now I'm raising two young daughters who also uh, are into sports, and hopefully they're not into sports because their dad <laughs> makes them into sports, <laughs> which I, I fear every day, but Aww. they seem to enjoy it, so I enjoy coaching them and watching them, but I have made mistakes with them Aww. as well. Well, I didn't know you played that many sports growing up. That's awesome. I did, yep. And that's that's why I coach. A uh, big reason why I coach, because nowadays a lot of coaches force kids to pick one sport. Mm-hmm. And I, I coach so kids can play whatever they want. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it helps, too, being well-rounded. And, and a lot of kids have, you know, multiple loves, not just one love or one um, specific sport. So that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. What about you, Dad? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I grew up playing sports myself, um, pretty much everything. Uh, baseball, uh, golf, um, soccer, basketball. I never played really football and got into football. Um, kind of wasn't my thing. Didn't want to get hurt. <laughs> but anyway, besides that, no, I just always thought I was kind of very uh, athletic. Uh, I never, um, I wish I could have played professionally, but that didn't happen. But uh yeah, I had a good upbringing. My, my parents never pushed me to play sports. They never were into sports. Uh, they kept always asking me I was growing up, like, how are you into sports so much? Nobody in this family even watches it. And I couldn't tell you. I just it was something that I grasped onto and, and started doing. So, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a good, uh, good life growing up in the sports world. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's it like being a dad to only girls? 
And Tom told me I should. Tom told me I should ask uh, if you guys wanted sons. And I said, "That's a mean question." <laughs> That's only because you're here. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you take this one first. <laughs> um, so, what was the question again? <laughs> what, what's it like having? Uh, what's it like being a dad to only girls? Um, I think it's been the greatest thing in my life. Um, you know, my. my <laughs> Uh, my whole thing was, you know, I mean, did I want a son? Oh, of course, you know, every day I want a son. But when this little one popped out, I was the happiest uh, person in the world. I just wanted to make sure that she was healthy. And uh, so, yeah, um, you know, it, it's been a blessing for me. Uh, Aww. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Great. I have yeah. to follow that. <laughs> so, She's your daughter's been sitting right in front of you. Yeah, yeah that's true. No, I'm, I'm in the same same boat um kind of grew up wanting a son but then when uh first whitney came into this world and then my second child i didn't care what they were um and they've been blessing and and girls rule and so now i'm i'm all into girls now, and, uh, now thinking about it i you know i'm i'm glad uh that i was given two beautiful daughters and i wouldn't want it any other way love that yeah, I think it's funny. I think all guys grow up wanting sons. I think it's just the typical thing. But then once, you know, they get a girl, it's like just the greatest blessing ever. I know I see like all of our friends who are having kids and they have daughters and it's just like it changes their life, you know? So it um, does. Yes, it does. It does. Yes. Yeah, if you want, if you definitely want to get your hair uh, colored differently or, or have it a different shade, have a daughter. It'll, it'll go It'll go gray real quick. <laughs> hey, are you, are you saying that? Well, believe me, hair. it wasn't gray until you were born, so something <laughs> happened along the way. I don't know. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I'm I, I, well, not yet. But I remember when my, my oldest daughter first started playing soccer, and I was trying to teach her formations. I brought out nine Barbies <laughs> and laid them out and went, okay, so she's over here, she's over here, yeah. and that's how I taught her yeah. soccer formations. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Well, speaking of that, did you both always want or hope that your daughters would play sports? And also to that, how did they get into the game or the sports that they are currently playing? I wanted them to do something, mm -hmm. and uh, I, my family from my grandfather down are all coaches and so it's in us to to, to be a coach and, and play sports so the fact that they actually enjoy playing sports it just worked out because you could teach so much through sports and that's easy for me everything I relate in sports I just relate it to them to life um, so I'm thankful that they they play sports and now they're at a point now if, if they don't want to play you know they don't have to play but so far, they still want to play. <laughs> so far. Yeah. Uh, for me, um, you know, I, I was always going to support Nicolette no matter what she did, was whether or not that was sports or whatever she was going to do, kind of acting. But I, I think uh, because I was so into sports and she saw me doing things, playing basketball and things of that nature, I think she kind of got into that and started playing basketball and started playing soccer. And, you know, that was probably not her gig at that, at that time, you know, after a while. And, and then she kind of uh, wanted to convert herself over into a golfer. And I just told her, I said, you know, if you want to do that, let's do it the right way. And, you know, we've seen what's happened from that point. So, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I never pushed her. I don't think I did, especially not in the golf. I never told her that she was going to be a golfer. So, uh, yeah, and uh, she's pretty athletic. So uh, I'm pretty happy about that. Well, thanks. Okay. Wow. I love that they just call her. You just call me athletic. Okay. Well, Nick, tell me your side of the story of how you grew up with your dad. Oh sports. yeah. No, I think it's I think it's very true. He never pushed me into playing any sport specifically. Any sport. Um, I did grow up watching him play like basketball I think softball golf I always went out to the golf course with him and his buddies and I would like sit in the golf cart or drive the golf cart um but yeah so I never he never pushed me into it and I think that's the biggest thing with us with dads and their kids but especially dads and daughters I think it's so important to not push them into sports I think they have to find that um naturally so for for me I mean, I talked about it on the podcast before, but I grew up playing um, basketball and soccer, and I also did theater. And for whatever reason, I guess I just came home one day and decided I wanted to play golf. And that's what I think. And I was 12 years old, so I was kind of late into the game, but I think that's what's so great about it because I found the love of golf naturally by myself um, versus my dad or mom pushing me into into the sport. And I mean, of course, my dad was on cloud nine. Golf has been his number one sport you know, since he was... 13 years old himself, so he um, was definitely on cloud nine when I decided I wanted to play. So that's awesome. Yeah. And then, um, Steve, I liked your point too about talking about how sports are a great way to teach, you know, your daughters about life lessons. So do you have anything specific, any specific stories you can share with us? Well, I think just right now is a big one for my, my oldest daughter because, you know, she's at a point now where she's an eighth grader and they're playing legit sports at mm -hmm. that age and there's competition to to get playing time and so it's it's there's competition in life when you go for a job interview or there's competition in life every day at your job somebody you know trying to take your spot or you want their spot or just general life lessons of, of uh, you got to work hard in order to earn something and so that's that's one example of of many that we talk about on the car ride home <laughs> every night, uh, which she's probably annoyed of by now. But yeah. that's you know that's just one example. But you can, I mean, I can name thousands of things that we talk about that relate to to sports and life. Mm -hmm. so. I think that's so true, and especially when like that time, like eighth grade, middle school is kind of that pivotal point where sports become very competitive. Like yeah. up until then, you're kind of just learning the game and and learning how to play, but that's when it really becomes competitive and you learn a lot. You learn a lot about teamwork, you learn a lot about hard work, about patience, perseverance, everything. So I think it's really awesome um, when kids play sports because they learn so much about life and how to work with other people. Um, and it gives them amazing skill sets for, like you said, for, for jobs and their careers in the future. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah for <laughs> sure. I mean, every, every little thing, I mean, you, could, you can turn it into a life lesson mm -hmm. once you're on the field or uh, even off the field in the dugout with teammates and and stuff like that. So, like I said, we, we talk about that stuff all the time and turn everything into life lessons. Mm -hmm. I love that. So, Steve, you are a coach. What is the hardest part about coaching your own daughter versus other girls on the team? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny because we, we just had a talk with, with the entire team uh, that I coach who are all 13. Um, about dads <laughs> and me being a dad about how I have to switch the da dad off when I'm on the field with her and she has to switch that I'm dad and I'm coach and that's not easy to do at all 
Uh, and I tell her teammates all the time, if I'm being dad, just come up to me and say, you're, you're being dad. You're not <laughs> being a coach right now. Uh, so it, it's not an easy thing because, you know, every other parent gets to show up and, and be mom and dad and, you know, your kid's the best and you, you root for the, your kid only. And, or not you root for your kid only, but you're there for, to support your, your kid. And, and then as a coach, you, you can't do that. You have to look at all of them equally and, and treat them all the same. So it's, it's, it's not easy for sure. Um, but I, I, I bite my tongue a lot. And <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. that's for sure. So it's, it's not an easy thing at all. And I don't think it's easy for her either and either of them um, and so I always tell them if we're at a point now where if if it's too tough for me to be your coach I'm, I'm happy to step away but luckily we have a good relationship and at least she makes me believe that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. dad what about you I know you didn't you weren't ever an actual team yeah. coach but you did yeah. coach me yeah um, I know it's really a tough thing to be a coach for your daughters or for your sons because you want them to do so well and and your focus is so much on them like like Nicolette said I've never been a coach in a team environment um, I don't know how I would do with that uh, it would probably be a little bit easier than being a coach for Nicolette <laughs> um, I can tell you that for sure uh, we had uh, many many times where we butted heads and uh but I know deep down that, you know, when, when I was coaching her and I was telling her something, even though I got the look and I gave her the look and we were like at each other's necks and ready to strangle each other, uh, we knew deep down that, you know, we were there for each other and, you know, uh, we were just trying to su succeed in what we were trying to do. And it came across strong at times, but I think in the end, it made us both stronger people and... Uh, you know, that's the nice thing about, I, I guess, coaching your daughter, you know, to, to see them grow. Uh, when you play an individual sport like golf, you know, there's so much to it, like honesty and integrity. You don't have a team there. It's just an individual thing. So you see them kind of grow when they're doing something individually. So it's kind of a cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. My dad was my coach growing up almost all my life. And it was always interesting because people would always be like, oh, he's probably going to be like easier on you and gonna let you get away with stuff never like ever like no one wanted to be goalie it was usually soccer no one ever wanted to be goalie and whenever the assistant coach was there he would um my dad would basically always make me be goalie because no one else would want to and so he's like just go and goal I'm like crap so then the assistant coach would be there I'm like he's gonna make his daughter be in goal nope stone goal <laughs> I'm like wait yeah. a second yeah. This isn't fair. Yeah. No, no yeah. favoritism there. No favoritism ever. But it was always interesting because I have two older brothers and my dad kind of got his sports out in my brothers, kind of well, my older brother at least, because when it came down to having a – we had to pick a sport because my parents were sick of driving us everywhere. So they're like, "You, have, we have three kids, pick a sport. So I, I was like, okay, soccer. My dad's like, no, no, you, you sell basketball wrong. And I was like, no, no, soccer. And he's like – Sorry, you'd pronounced it wrong. It's basketball. Because he played basketball in college, and basketball's yeah. his sport. My whole family plays basketball. My cousins, my uncle, like everyone plays basketball. And so it was like, no, 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 you, you said basketball wrong. And I was like, yeah, it's still good to stick a soccer. <laughs> and so he supported me. He was our, my coach all throughout. And there was times where it got tough because my dad is 6'6 and very intimidating. <laughs> but, yeah, he was 
tough at times, but he was never too soft on me, that's yeah. for sure. So since he was a basketball guy, he probably didn't push you into soccer. Did he push you into basketball? He tried. He tried. He tried. <laughs> it didn't work very well. He didn't ever really push me. It was more like a suggestion, like, but basketball. Are you sure? Yeah, but like basketball. And I chose soccer because mm-hmm. I liked it more. But yeah, he never actually pushed me. He ended up being my coach. And So was he hard on you on the soccer team as a coach? Um. Yes and no. I mean, we were a rec team because we were like – I found out we were the worst practice teams. We were because it was just a bunch of girls who were good enough to play competitively, but none of us really wanted to commit to that because we were like, eh, summer. <laughs> and so we were a really good team that won almost every single game we played, but in practice we were awful. Like just everyone's gabbing and just yeah, we weren't very good at practice, but we'd always lock it up in mm-hmm. when it came to the game. But very hard to manage team. Yeah, your poor dad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> poor dad. So much patience because he, even with me, I was pretty tomboyish. So for him, like he never really wanted to deal with the fact that I was a girl. He just kind of pretended I wasn't, I think, most of the time. I would cry, and he's, like, yelling at me more to stop crying, which, of course, when a guy who's 6'6 and has an intimidating voice and he's your dad, you cry more. And so, yeah, that never worked out. But, um, yeah, he... I don't know. My poor dad. Thank God he didn't have more than one daughter. Um, Speaking of wanting your girl to be a tomboy, you guys. (laughs) My dad, when I got into golf, told convinced me it would be a fabulous idea granted golf clothes were not that cute back then but still he convinced me that wearing abercrombie boy cargo shorts and a striped or like rugby like polo was a cool thing and i have pictures i should bring them up we should post them somewhere on play like yeah we should. because why did you why did you dress me in that why did you tell me that was cool i don't know i was i thought it was a cool look back then you know i didn't want you to go out there wearing a skirt and looking you know like a you know, <laughs> I wanted you to be intimidating, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, you're one of the boys. You know? Which I did. I grew up with the and, boys. And remember, boys. you know, that was the first thing we did together, so yeah. I was learning too, you know? I mean, I could have dressed you like a fairy, and then I probably would have got crap from every father out yeah. there, so. Yeah. Um, Luckily, yeah. mom took over in the fashion department. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah, mom and yourself, yeah. yeah. So. Nicole's like, wait, I don't you, think this is cool. You've done very well for yourself, believe me. Yeah. Oh, in the fashion department, anyway. Thank you. Oh, that's yeah. the fashion Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I do think, though, that with dads and daughters in sports, it's a really cool bond that they have. I know me and my dad, he's my best friend, and we play golf together, and it's now something that we can share, and it's really special. So what about for you, Steve? Is it like, do you think that you have a, a I guess, a better or a more special bond with your daughters that you can share this, you know, the sport with them? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm, I already think about uh, you know, five years from now or ten years from now when we're not going out and sitting at the ball field hitting balls and just talking. I, you know, that's going to happen at some point. I'm going to miss those moments because you do, you do kind of take it for granted when you just walk up with them and, and, and kick the ball around or, or hit balls. And at the same time, you're just getting to talk to your daughter mm-hmm. uh, about school and homework and boys and uh, <laughs> and stuff like that uh, where uh, you know where you might not get to do in a in a crazy household or something like that so you kind of get away from everything and just talk to them uh, so those those special moments are I just I gotta just hold on to them why I got them because soon 
they're going to want to be with their friends more than their dad. Actually, they're probably already there. <laughs> <laughs> in, my, uh, in your mind, they're not. Yeah, yeah but so when you get those moments, uh, you know, eat them up and, and cherish them because they're not going to last forever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, those, those special little moments are, are something that, you know, my daughter and I, both of them have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, those are awesome. Yeah. Yeah, got to take a little mental picture every time. I love that. Um, Well, with the special moments, there's also times, like we've mentioned before, where we butt heads. I think just being a dad and daughter and that combination, you can butt heads when it comes to sports and coaching and, you know, trying to give them advice or tips. So why do you think we butt heads? Um, (laughs) I think there's just this thing about a daughter and a father relationship where, uh, I, I think if you had a boy, and I don't know this, but I think it's more of a man, you know, man-on-man mm-hmm. man kind of thing, you know, mm-hmm. where uh, they're not going to take things maybe as far as so personally. Yeah, I could be wrong, definitely. but, you know, you can talk to them more stern, and you can't do that, uh, I don't think, with your daughter. Yeah. I mean, you can, but it's probably not the best thing to do. So a little um, more sensitive. A little more sensitive, Yeah. <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, it, it's a tougher situation, I think, and you got to kind of know where the, the limit is. But, you know, for me, it was a learning experience. And, and until she stopped playing competitively, you know, I was always kind of, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying, the word I'm looking for, but I was always like in her face. And, and I never really meant it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she... Um, thought I did either you know I was just trying to get everything out of her I mean you know obviously I would have loved to have her play professional golf being professional but when it got to a certain point and you know I knew that that wasn't going to happen I mean I was all good with that and you know the one thing I can say now is that with golf uh, it's a kind of sport where you can play with each other for the rest of your lives Mm -hmm. I can be 75 years old and if I can still swing a golf club we can still go on the golf course together, mm-hmm. which is a great thing, you know, yeah. where you can still share those times of, you know, being together and spending some time together and playing golf where, you know, maybe on some other things you couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, especially if you're not to say anything bad about other sports, but, you know, if, you're, if your daughter's, uh, you know, not a golfer or something like that, I mean, yeah. it's, it's kind of tougher, you know. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to spend time going and playing baseball, you know, if they're, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah. my dad yeah. wouldn't let me play golf with them anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get he it. Had <laughs> so he was like, no, I'm sorry. I don't need you. But, like, but okay, he does golf. He yeah. does golf. With his sons. Yeah. Yeah. So he doesn't need his daughter. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, no, no. If I, even if yeah. I was good, I, no, nope, not invited. Yeah. 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 Oh, well. well, I'm sure because you had, um, brothers and so I'm sure did you see a different dynamic between your dad and bro- your brothers oh definitely my dad was way harder on my my brothers mm-hmm. and I mean yeah. well it's, it was just different I mean he was super in my brother's face and always like mad I don't know they were button heads when they were growing up and now they're like best friends but um yeah he, it was just different I mean my dad would basically start to get at me like I was my brothers and then kind of he's like, oh my god you're so sensitive <laughs> <laughs> again my dad was not thank god he only had one <laughs> I love you dad but <laughs> yeah I think it's true though and I mean like you said like you would get hard on me there would be car rides and three, oh, three hour car rides sometimes <laughs> and we wouldn't talk the entire way back but I knew that you meant it from a good place 
Um, it was just hard to see it in that moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think the hard thing of having your dad as a coach sometimes, and I was the oldest on my team, I always had to be the more mature one, which was hard sometimes. One time, our entire team just like, there was no focus whatsoever. And both my dad and our assistant coach almost quit on us. They like went and sat down. We're like, we're not, we're not doing it anymore. Yeah. And we were like, gosh. And they were like kind of dramatic about it. And then they finally like realized they were serious. Of course, I'd round the team up. Look, I have to go home with him. So, like, if we could like make up with him, yeah. that would be great because he's really scary when he's mad. Do it for me. Yeah, do it for me, guys. We're gonna have to figure this out. What about you, Steve? Do you and your daughter butt heads at times? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think I've learned. Well, I've tried to learn that you know you can't always be negative, and that's something that I I learned uh, the hard way. But you just you got to tell them what the positive stuff too, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can't just keep hounding them on on the negative stuff. And you got to tell them they're doing a good job, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, because the car car rides can be tough. Uh, you know, <laughs> after games, I learned the hard way of uh, a long car ride of crying on the way home, oh. and that was the moment <laughs> where I said, "Okay, I'm never doing yeah. that again." Mm-hmm. And as soon as you get in the car, I. I don't say a word to them yeah. mm-hmm. besides good job. And if they want to talk about the game, they they talk about the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, that took probably 15 car rides before I learned that one. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's great advice for all dads, oh, though. Yeah. 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 I, like, let your daughter talk about it. Because, yeah. I mean, us, girls talk. as girls, <laughs> we like to talk. We like to express our emotions, express what we're feeling. So I think if you let them do that on their own, you're gonna get so much further than if you try and you know interrogate them about their game. If you try to interrogate them and you know ask them why they you know did X Y Z while during their game, they're yeah. not gonna to want to talk about it. But so I think that's great that you have learned that already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just have to to remember to do it yes. all the time. Mm-hmm. I I think sometimes you know there there's a point where uh, you know it can go overboard, but you know, if you can kind of keep it at a certain level, I think what it does too in the long run is it makes that person a lot stronger yeah. because you're going through a lot of different things, you know. And, uh, you know, I, I think as a daughter or as a son, you're always trying to impress, you know, your father or your, mm-hmm. or your mother, you know, yeah. because they're the ones that, you know, you look up to and you're always trying to impress them. Mm-hmm. So kind of, I think in the long run, I mean, when you do butt heads a little bit, after it's all over with, I think you just become a stronger person, you know, mm-hmm. and the bond even gets bigger mm-hmm. yeah. and better, I think, you know, Definitely. in most situations. I know there's some where they get carried away, but thank God that me and Nicolette never got to that point. I mean, we did have some good ones, but, you know, when yeah. it was all said and done, you know, yeah. some some point in that day, it was we would hug and make up, and it was yeah. probably mostly me that was the one going to her and going like, I'm sorry, I'll never do it again. And then next week we'd be on the course, and of course Buck would do it again, you know. And I'd be saying I'm sorry again, but you know, uh, like I said, I th- I think she knew that I never meant being that right, yeah, that outspoken. You yeah. know, it was just my nature. That's just the way I am. Yeah. You know, so I always wanted her to. Anyway, yeah. I'll, See, I'll yeah. stop talking. Yeah. But no, but right. I just always wanted her to get the most she could and be the best she could and there was yeah. times where I thought like you know mm-hmm. so I know yeah. that's true but yeah. I think you know we know as daughters deep down all you guys want is the best for us and it's hard to realize that in the moment but like you said I think those moments that you and I butt heads 
um, only made me stronger, I think, for, you know, job experiences. And, um, yeah, I think it just made me stronger as a person because I'm able to deal with people being hard on me and I don't take it as personally as maybe I would have if I didn't go through those experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think for dads, you have to remember that your daughter's looking at you, mm-hmm. and they're and they're looking for a reaction from mm-hmm. you. And mm-hmm. even even though your your head's down and you're kicking the dirt, your yeah. daughter's looking at you doing that. Yeah. yeah. And and even your nonverbals are probably more more important than your mm-hmm. your verbal. Uh, people tell me that all the time. Uh, coaching, you know, third base. If my daughter gets out, my nonverbals. Even though I bite, bite my tongue, <laughs> yeah. my hands are on my hips, and, yeah. Just, and I, I'm not even thinking about that. Right. Or, yeah. or even my younger daughter on the soccer field, if she makes a bad pass, she immediately looks mm-hmm. over to me, like, and I'm like, play the game, play the game. You don't look at dad. Don't look at dad. Uh, but that's for I think that's for all the mm-hmm. all the girls. They're that looking for dad, mm-hmm. and what is dad doing? Yep, that is such a good point. I'm so happy you brought that up, and I'm happy that I'm not the only one, or you weren't the only one, because. I think it sounds like it's something all dads do. It's inevitable because it's very hard to control your body language and your nonverbal cues. So I I think that's such a good point for dads to know, like be very aware and very attentive of what your body language is. Because like you said, like girls will look immediately at their dad and see what their reaction is. If they hit a bad shot or you know, a bad pass or whatever it may be, and they'll look right at their dad and see, like you said, hands on the hips or see, you know, see what they're doing. So. You know, you know and, and you're absolutely right, but one day when you have kids <laughs> and they're out there playing <laughs> sports, the <laughs> I, will, I will tell you that it's so hard to hold your emotions mm-hmm. in. As hard as I tried, I couldn't do it mm-hmm. because we... As parents, you know, we always wanted you to hit the best shot or or make the winning basket or make the best play or whatever, you know. We just and, and you'll see that as you mm-hmm. get older and you have one. Oh, if, sure. if you know, I did not see very many parents. I mean, I could probably count maybe one or two out of all the times that we went out where I could see a parent just standing there and no they would make a 10 on a par three and their parent would go, oh, great, that's good, that's good, you know? So, uh, you know, I, I wasn't the only one. I think Nicolette at the time thought I was the, the meanest dad out there, but I mean, I wasn't. Um, yeah, I think that's a really great point. And I think that for daughters, I think they should also try their hardest to not look at their dad. They need to be focused. And I know it's very like intuitive you don't even think about it. And people would tell me. I remember I would get lessons sometimes and coaches would be like, don't look at your dad. But it's very, it's just instinctual. You want to yeah. know like what your dad thinks. You want to, you want him to be proud of you. You want him to think everything that you're doing is great. And you want to see his reaction when you do hit a bad shot or um, whatever it may be. So I think for our, our young female athlete listeners, you know, just try not to look at your dad as hard as it may be or, or your mom, whoever it is. Um, try not to look at their reaction and just stay focused in your game and stay present um, because they, like you said, you don't mean it and it's hard to control, yeah. you know, because you just want what's best for them. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of reactions and all of that, what is your guys' biggest mistake and your biggest accomplishment or proudest moment with your daughter and her sport? <laughs> oh, my biggest mistake is just, well... God, it's, I mean, there's probably a bunch probably that I probably can't even recall right now. 
Um, I would probably say just have probably been a little bit more, you know, easy on you, you know, for sure. I mean, if I could do it all over again, I would probably be able to go back. If we could go back six years, I would probably, after seeing everything that I did, and I would definitely be a lot more relaxed, I think, as I would be watching you playing, you know, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of mistakes I made. Okay. But anyway, your, I think I think a lot of those mistakes led into good things too, yeah. you know. So again, um, the big, moment? the pri proudest moment. Oh, geez. What do you want me to do? Start crying here? Every, <laughs> everything, everything, Aww. everything that you've ever done. Um, yeah. So I don't want to get into details. Okay. Um, Nothing specific. You know, um, can you help me out and give me, know. um, Getting a scholarship maybe? well, yeah, I mean, just everything, <laughs> everything you've done. I've been proud of you for whatever you've ever done. I've supported you 100% because I believe in you and, and you've achieved a, a great deal already in your life. And, uh, I just want to be there for the rest of it. Oh, thanks dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm still right in the middle of it. <laughs> so, so I, I just, as they, they're getting older, like obviously school comes first and, and sometimes I come home, first thing I want to do is, is, you know, take them outside and go hit balls or whatever and um, not think too much about school and when I should make sure that, you know, that's probably, that's probably done first. Uh, so you know, fixing fixing little things like that uh, is is what I need to work on, and, and making sure that they're still kids and they they get to do other things besides play sports. Um, you know, if it was up to me, that's all we'd do. But <laughs> you know, they want to go do other things. So making sure that I'm I'm allowing them to be kids as well. And you know, biggest accomplishments right now is just seeing them on the field smiling. You know, doing th those little things like. With their, when they're with their friends and they're having a good time because of sports and they've made their best friends because of sports. Um, those little things are, are exciting to watch. Mm -hmm. I love that, that's so cool. Um, so what are ways, because you said your biggest accomplishment is seeing her smile on, on the field. So what's ways that you can make sports fun for them? Because I know at times it becomes not fun. <laughs> yeah. So how do you keep it fun? And like, Dad, how did you keep it fun for me? Boy, um, another good question <laughs> that I don't have an answer for. Um, you know, I think the the biggest thing, uh, the biggest enjoyment I got was, you know, just being with you, traveling, and just being able to hang out with you. You know, almost every weekend we were going somewhere playing in a tournament. And, uh, you know, the thing, too, is like you never said you didn't want to play in a tournament, whether or not that was true or not or you just didn't want to say you didn't want to because you didn't want to hurt my feelings but um you know just just being together and sharing all the times where we would you know stay overnight you know and uh just hang out and and go play golf and go eat together and talk you know and uh, th those are the best times ever i'll miss those and i do miss them now Aww. yeah <laughs> yeah i think i think the stuff that's off the field is is more important to the girls right now than the mm -hmm. on the field stuff. Of course, they like to play good and win and, and all that, but uh, play
playing travel ball, it's good for them because they're always together and off the field, and and our, our, the families become close, and you, you build friendships with other families, and so I, I tell them all the time that whoever, whoever says sports is all about fun is is lying because a lot of it's not fun when you're running sprints and, yeah. and doing you know, we call beach time when you're working your abs and stuff like that. It's like that's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not all fun, uh, but you know, hopefully the end goal. All that hard work is fun. Mm -hmm. um, or the end goal becomes fun. So, you know, the off the field stuff's probably what they'll remember the most. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Those are those are my fondest memories. The traveling, like you said, going out, like seeing new places, going out to eat, and having you know fun conversations. Whether it was just you and me, or whether it was mom, or we we were with another family that was at the tournament as well. Yeah. Um, I think those are definitely the moments that that you remember at the end of it all. Yeah, and the other thing too is, uh, and Nicolette can can vouch for this too is you know during her time she she got to play a lot of incredible golf courses and and see some really really nice venues and so it was just a great learning experience for her to take that all in because a lot of kids won't be able to ever ever say that you know that they've stepped on property that's just you know golden you know and mm -hmm. so she's played some nice places and gone some nice places and we've done a lot so yeah it was pretty cool I thought because oh, yeah. I didn't get that opportunity when I was a junior <laughs> growing up I didn't play nearly the courses she did so I kind of lived through her you know and that's the other thing you know I mean earlier she was saying you know I mean I never went to college but I was so happy when she did because you know I, I kind of lived through her that experience I, I, I regret that I never did that but when I saw her doing that God, I was just like, God, it's so much fun. It looks so much fun, <laughs> yeah. you know, be in a dorm and be with all these other kids and just hang out, you know, on a daily basis. So, yeah, that was cool stuff. Yeah, I think that's a lesson for some dads, though, because I've seen, like, growing up where dads or moms try to live vicariously through their kids mm -hmm. too much, and yeah. that's when they get really hard. It's because yeah. it's like they want them to be as good as they ever wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. I've seen that a lot also, yeah. was where yeah. it gets negative that mm -hmm. they're yeah. living vicariously through their child. Yeah. 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 I think that was hard at times maybe for you because you played golf and maybe wish you would have gone professional, you know, yeah. played professionally. And so I think that's why you may have been a little hard on me at times because you wanted to see that for me. But there probably was some of that in yeah. me for sure, <laughs> you know. Yeah. What for about sure. you, Steve? Do you ever sometimes kind of live your dreams through your daughters now or like want to, you know, extend the same, the same experience you had? Yeah. Them? I mean, not not like wanting them to play professional or anything like that but I, I i had so much good memories playing sports and it it was the best times of my life like being 12 13 year old kid playing baseball and every sport and that's where i made all my best friends so i i want that same experience for my daughter daughters but you know if they're if they're not into that then they do it other ways, but luckily <laughs> they, they like it. Uh, and it same thing's happening for them. Mm -hmm. They're making their best friends and, and having a good time doing it. So, mm -hmm. so far, so good. Yeah, I think um, for dads to just realize that, you know, daughters will get this amazing experience. And so to just let them do it on their own rather than push them into anything or, 
Yeah, um, take the pressure out of yeah, it. Yeah, just take the pressure out of it because they're going to make those memories. And I think the less, um, I don't want to say the less involvement you have, but the less pressure you put on them, I think the more they're going to enjoy it. Because I know for for me, um, I started in college, you were putting a little bit of pressure on me. My <laughs> Absolutely. Year. But my mom had to kind of give him a wake-up call, and she told him, like, hey, if you keep putting all this pressure on her, she's going to quit. And it was then when you kind of backed off a little bit, that's when I really started falling back in love with it. Um, so I think that's a great lesson for dads. Like, don't pressure them into it, and they'll learn it on their own. And hopefully, hopefully they'll fall in love with it on their own. And the great thing is now, like, we get to share it and – um, you know, share that experience together. We get to go golf together, and so who wins between you guys? Oh, him. <laughs> yeah, all the time. I don't know how he does it. He didn't. He didn't play in college. He's been. I mean, he's been playing a lot longer than I have been playing. But he, yeah, he beats me all the time. Have you ever beat him? Like a couple times. Couple yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah. Well, were, yeah. yeah. And I think it was back when I was in college. So yeah. yeah those were those were some great victories for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh well. What is one piece of advice you'd give to dads who have a daughter in sports? Ooh, so, <laughs> um, so it's interesting that we're talking about this right now because just a few days ago, there was a couple girls on our softball team that I could tell were upset, and I could tell they were upset because of something that happened between them and their their dads. And you know, I I told the girls and and. Uh, if dads are listening, this is what I told the girls is don't don't be out here for your dad. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I've told them I'm speaking as a dad, not not coach here. Dads are, are not trying to be jerks. They just don't know any better. <laughs> they, they want they want you guys to be so successful and they want every the best for you more than anything in this world. Mm -hmm. And so they come off as they could be jerks, but they're not actually meaning to be jerks. We just don't know any better. Mm -hmm. uh, so don't learn to know that from your dad, mm -hmm. that he's not, being a, he's not trying to be a jerk. <laughs> he just <laughs> wants it so bad for you because you're his daughter. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, that's not really a piece of advice for a dad, but it's more speaking to the kids and so us dads can maybe hear that and go, oh, okay, maybe I am being a little too hard mm -hmm. and just let them be them. Mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, I think, I think just, just not being so hard on, on, on them mm -hmm. if they're making mistakes. Not, you're going to want to push your kid, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, and as you should. I mean, yeah, if, you, yeah. if you don't push them, they're probably not going to have any drive to do anything. So there should be a yeah. little bit there, but there is a fine line. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and a few few of the girls on, on my daughter's soccer team, we did it. We did like a, everybody had to tell what, why they are motivated to do better. And several of the girls said, I don't want to make my dad mad, mm -hmm. you know, or I, I don't want to have a, a talk in the car with my dad. Mm -hmm. You know, that shouldn't be why, what motivates you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, so it, it should be for other reasons. And if, if your daughter's motivation is to not make your dad mad, that's, you know, that, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe, I, you, maybe you I, see I, a different. I, no, no, I, I would just say this to all the moms and all the dads that, um, you know, your son or your daughter does not want to fail. 
They don't want to hit a bad shot. They don't want to make, miss a basket. You know, they, 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 they want to hit it, you know, hit a home run. They're, they're only there to impress you. That's what they're there for. And when you're making facial expressions and panting and doing whatever you're doing, it's, it's just not making it any easier on them because they're there for you, believe me. They really are. So just try to relax as much as you possibly can. I know it's hard to do, but you have to do it. And then, um, you know, if they do hit a bad shot, you know, tell them it's okay. Tell them they're going to hit a good shot the next time or tell them they'll make a game-winning basket the next game. Uh, that's all they want to hear. They, they want to hear positives. Uh, they want you to be supportive. So that's the only thing I can I can tell you out there. Yeah. Dad, what would be your best advice to our young female athlete listeners? Um, work hard. Um, listen to your parents. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but listen to them in a good way. Uh, work hard and, uh, you know, strive for your goals. And, uh, you know, I mean... Whether or not it gets you anywhere in life, just, you know, that it'll make you a strong person. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Steve, what would be your advice? I know you said you had some advice as far as daughters and what to think of of their dads. But any other advice to our young female athlete listeners? Uh, I think for me, just like you you girls are going to make mistakes like us dads are going to make mistakes too uh, and us coaches make mistakes and uh, we're in it together uh, in this journey and we we are going to butt heads you're going to butt heads with your mom or dad and uh, just know that they're they're doing it for a reason not to be jerks <laughs> they just they really just want what's best for you as as the kid and so sometimes we make mistakes going about it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, how we do it. But the the reason we do it is because how much we love you, you know, your kids and how much we want it for them. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is in life, whether it's golf or softball or soccer or anything, mm-hmm. we just want what's best for them. And we make mistakes too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing, knowing that mistakes are okay, knowing it comes from a place well, of good. The biggest thing is, is just getting through the mistakes. Yeah. That's when you know you've accomplished something. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, because you can't tell me that <laughs> nobody ever butts heads with somebody in their family mm-hmm. as far as when it comes to something like right. that as you're mm-hmm. growing up. It's mm-hmm. going to happen. I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But just learning from those mistakes and just mm-hmm. trying to, you know, get better, that's, that's the biggest thing, mm-hmm. you know. And hopefully it just works down the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to know, I have a question for you guys, and I'm curious <laughs> to know your answers. Uh-oh. What does playing like a girl mean to you? <laughs> um, I, I think playing like a girl is, you're just playing. I mean, it doesn't mean that, it, do, it doesn't matter that you're a girl. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're playing just like any boy would be playing, and you're as good as any any male. And you do you, <laughs> and you don't like the whole sandlot, you know, <laughs> thing. Growing up watching that, and you play ball like a girl, like like that was a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's an awesome thing. Mm-hmm. And 
you play because you want to play and it doesn't matter if you're a girl or not uh, I don't know <laughs> uh, to me it's like uh, females are athletes too and and give them their you know they're just due mm -hmm. they are great athletes um, you know and they're just as good as men they may not hit it as far but you know they're they're just as talented you know uh, so yeah I mean it's just uh, a lot of people kind of look at you know I've seen in, in, in my lifetime you know they look at women's golf and men's golf totally differently they, they say women's golf is boring and for me I just can't believe when they say that because I, I watch a lot of women's golf and I'm like why is it boring they hit just as good as shots they make just as good as putts they don't hit it as far but you know that's just the way it is they're not mm -hmm. built like a man so how can you say it's boring? What are they doing differently? You know, because they're not hitting at 330 yards. Well, mm -hmm. so what? They're hitting at 260 yards. Big deal. Mm -hmm. So Usually um, more accurately. Than yeah, and, and definitely, <laughs> and definitely. So that's that's a hard one for me. And maybe I I, I say that because Nicolette grew up playing golf, and uh, you know, it's just uh, for me too. You know, the other thing too is uh, people are like blown away sometimes when I tell them I watch women's softball. I think it's so exciting. Because it's so fast and it, it's so cool. I love it. You know, I'll sit there on the couch and, and watch, uh, you know, the World Series and women's softball. And when I tell them I watch it, they go like, are you serious? And I'm like, so, yeah. I think, I think women and, and females, you know, should be looked at as athletes mm -hmm. and, and nothing other than that. Just mm -hmm. like, like a man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I read a book uh, by the old USA soccer national coach for, for the women. Um, if, I may get the quote a little wrong, but he, his big line was, treat them like girls, respect them like men. Mm -hmm. um, and that one always stuck with me. Because mm -hmm. the, the whole book was how to coach females. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, through his time, like coach, coaching Mia Hamm and, and all those great female soccer players. Um, and th that one kind of st stuck to me. You know, you do need to treat them females. If you're coaching females, they, they're not guys. You can't grab their face mask and scream at them and <laughs> cuss them out. And then, you know, it's, it's not. That's not it's, motivating for girls. No, you you can, but there will be consequences. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah my brother. You'll regret it immediately. <laughs> my brother's a high school football coach, and but he has two two daughters, so yeah. he's got to flip the, the football coach switch oh, yeah. off because uh, yeah. it is different. But they're like there is they're as talented as, as men, so you respect them like mm -hmm. that on the field, um, but then you treat them like girls. Yeah. yeah, I absolutely love that. Treat them like girls, respect them by men or yeah. as men. That's awesome. Yeah. And we need more of you men out in this role because I think um, your guys' view on women and women in sports is just awesome. So thank you so much for coming in today and for all the great advice. I hope that daughters and dads listening in receive some good takeaways from this podcast. So thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right. All right, Plague listeners, make sure to listen, make sure to share this episode with a friend who you think will enjoy this podcast. I'd love to hear your feedback and thoughts on this episode. It was a good one. So head to iTunes to leave a review. You can also send any questions or topics you'd like us to cover by sending us a DM on Instagram at play like a girl MP. We want to know what you want to hear. Before you go, screenshot this episode and tag us at Play Like a Girl MP so we know you're listening alongside us. Thank you so much for listening to episode six of Play Like a Girl. We hope you come back for more. Once again, I'm Nikki B, and remember to never stop playing like a girl.
Nice. Yay! <laughs> Very good. All right. You play ball like a girl!